This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Bruins take a one nothing lead in the series over the Florida Panthers last night. Not their greatest effort, I think, by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, good news that they were still able to, to take the one-game lead in the series, no? Yeah, I mean, it, the first period in particular, I thought they were pretty evenly matched. Um, they get the Pasternak goal on the power play. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to get into. Um Florida, we knew coming into the series, was going to be a very highly penalized team. Um, Second highest penalized team in the NHL. And that ended up getting them into trouble and getting them in the hole because the Bruins' first goal comes on the power play. Really smart pass from Bertuzzi to set up Pasternak. Um, And we'll, we'll get into Bertuzzi as well. But I think we should start with the lines because we had talked about on Sunday or in Sunday's practice, they had the lines set up with Zaka centering the first line, um, Bertuzzi, Krejci, and Pasternak, and then Hall, Coyle, Frederick, and we were wondering if they were really going to go with that, and we get the answer. Bergeron doesn't come out for warm-ups. Um, he was listed as a game-time decision, but that's not – I don't think that was actually what happened because uh, after the game I asked Zaka when did he know he was going to be in on that first line, and he said – this morning. So it wasn't like, okay, we're, you know, we're heading out and Bergeron's not, you know, not good to go right now, like an hour before the game. I think it was known a bit earlier than that. So um, anyway, the Bruins depth was able to really overcome that Um, missing your top line center is not usually easy for any team, but um, Florida wasn't able to take advantage of it. Yeah. And for a little while, it wasn't easy for them. I mean, they didn't, they didn't play great hockey for the first half of that game. They led to nothing. Um, you know, they, as you mentioned, the great play in the power play by Bertuzzi to set up Pasternak, and then Martian gets softy where Alex Lyon just can't get a long wrist shot with his glove. Um, but other than, you know, Florida controlled play through the first period and the half, and wondering, okay, like. Do they miss Bergeron? Are they going to struggle? That was the game went on. They had a really strong third period. So, yeah, it does highlight their depth. It also highlights the importance of goaltending because both goalies made some great saves, some point-blank saves, but Alex Lyon also made a couple of mistakes, and Linus Allmark did not. And, you know, there were questions around Allmark going in as well because last time we saw him, he was leaving a game you know, last Tuesday and didn't return. He didn't travel to Montreal, uh, was on the ice this weekend, but, you know, still because Montgomery didn't name his game one starter until warmups, basically, like 
we didn't know for sure that he was 100% totally fine, no issues. Um, he certainly looked 100% totally fine. Like, I thought Elmark was was great and was even even more so than the Bruins' depth was the biggest reason that they're up 1-0 right now. And when in that in the morning they recalled Brennan Bussey. <laughs> and so that was kind of a panic situation where it's like, okay, who's not going? But Swayman ends up because we had heard Swayman was dealing with an illness. Swayman ends up backing up. All mark starts. So when you see uh Brendan Bussey recalled from Providence, you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> that's not good. One of the goalies isn't good to go. But it it turned out that both of them were able to dress and and be there. So Bergeron's out of the lineup to start the game, and I want to get to that in a little bit as well. But one of the effects of that is, is Scott, you alluded to it earlier on, which is the, the Pasternak power play goal to start the game. And with Bergeron out of the lineup, it became pretty obvious who they were going to put out for that first power play unit, um, or opportunity, I should say. And it was it was Zaka, Bertuzzi, McAvoy, Pasternak, and uh, who am I missing? Who Krejci. else is on there? No. Krejci. Yeah, yeah, Krejci. Thank you. So um, – and and we talked about how that that unit looked really good down the stretch uh, since the trade deadline, and with the absence of Bergeron in the lineup, they get the first crack and they get the first goal. And so I guess my question to you guys is like, should we like sh- should this just be the the go to unit off the top? Even if Bergeron comes back, I'm not saying that the Bergeron unit doesn't get you know 40 50 seconds, but should this unit get the first minute 10? Well, that was my idea, you know, when this unit really started to get hot. Like, that was, I wrote about, I asked that question, like, should this just be their top unit? And then they went back to the regular top unit of Lindholm, Pasenak, Bergeron, Martian, DeBrusque, and they had a pretty good stretch for a few games um, for about a week, like, after that. So I thought even that unit started to get going again. I guess, you know, the bigger takeaway and the more encouraging sign for the Bruins is just that their power play in general period has looked better for a couple of weeks now. And whatever unit is out there seems to be getting better injuries, moving the puck better, more body movement, guys popping up in different spots. Um, you know, like even on that goal, like the play to, to set it up, it's McAvoy and Krejci kind of passing back and forth a little bit. You know, the one time is not really there. They don't have a great shot. What then opens it up is Zaka pops out from from the bumper into more of the high slot area, takes a pass, pivots, and hits Krejci for the one-timer. Like, that that's something, like, we just weren't seeing enough of was guys being willing to move out of, you know, like, their set spots. So that was key. So, yeah, I mean, I really like this unit. They've looked good basically every time they've been together. Um, But I did also think that the regular top unit was starting to look better down the stretch as well. So, you know, I guess at the, at least like you just feel better about the Bruins power play in general, but yeah, it is really nice to be able to have that unit to turn to uh, when Bergeron's out of the lineup. Yeah. And for me, the power play didn't the very first power play of the game um 
didn't it, it did not start out great. Um, so there was a there was a moment where it was like, oh God, that's not that's not really what you want to see. Um, but it, the Bruins end up getting a second power play in the first period, and that's the one that they end up scoring on. So the first power play had a lot of trouble getting it in the zone and keeping possession. A lot of clears by Florida. Um, they had to make an adjustment, and on the second power play, they end up you know getting the the Pasenak goal. But it already has come to bite. Florida in the butt that they have taken some undisciplined penalties. And we knew that that was the kind of team they could be. And that's not how they have to play. If they're going to try to win this series against the Bruins who, um, you know, power play at times had not been good in the middle of the season, but it seems to be working fine now. And um, you never want to give Pasternak more chances than you need to. Uh, and he's going to get more looks on the power play. So um I'm not concerned about the power play, but it did start out kind of shaky there. I mean, like we mentioned, the first period of the game, maybe the first half of the game, they weren't quite themselves, but um, they're able to still score. And like you mentioned, Scott, have the lead. Um, And, you know, you can't let the Bruins score first if you're the Panthers either. You don't want them to be playing from a position of, you know, comfortability with the lead like that. And they had a chance to extend the lead a few times, but – Lion was playing really well for like the first period and he stopped a few like rush chances. And in particular, there was one Taylor Hall set up for Frederick that I'm not sure how he stopped. And I was looked over at Scott and I was like, you were worried about Sorokin, but this kid's playing like so well. And then, and then of course he lets in that softy from Marshawn and had some other lapses later in the game. <laughs> the one where I thought he threw in the puck on the, on the one they called back, but because Hathaway hit it out of his glove, but I was like, wow, that is an all time terrible goal to give it. If he just accidentally whipped it into his own net, but we can talk about the goaltending too, but it was just at times he looked so good. You kind of got nervous. And then he he did some other rookie things. It was his first ever uh, playoff game. And we mentioned he only had played, I think, 15 or 16 games in the regular season. Yeah, he had some he had some phenomenal saves. You mentioned the one on Frederick, which, by the way, like starts because Taylor Hall is able to take advantage of um, Radko Gudis going for a patented, you know, open ice body check, hip check. And and Scott made mention of this. In the, in the series preview that like the, the Panthers defense, like, yeah, they can play physical, like Monter likes to play physical, you know, from, from uh, UMass Bridget and uh, Gudis likes to play physical, but they get, but they sometimes do so at the risk of getting out of position and running around leading to opportunities. So yeah, that was a great save by, by Lyon, but um, you know, but it was the Bruins taking advantage of, of some poor defense there. But um, yeah, I think in general, the Bruins are kind of lucky that Lyon, did let in some softies, right? The Marshan one, the DeBrusque one, just sitting on his pad. Because if you're gonna, if you're gonna have those goals go in for you, it's it's good that it happened in game one of round one because that's when you kind of need some puck luck. Because they, and Montgomery mentioned it afterwards. He said they were kind of surprised and not really, really, really ready for for the for the playoff speed, which we've talked about for months now with them not having very meaningful games. Um, so I thought Florida took it to them, and I think the Bruins will take it to them for the majority of the series going forward, but they kind of caught the Bruins off guard. They had some guys that are feeling sick, whatever the reason may be. So if there was going to be a night where the Bruins kind of got away with some um, for, fortunate goals, game one was the one to do it. 
Yeah, if, if you're Florida, like it's going to be really interesting to see how they respond because that's going to be such a discouraging loss. Like everything was lined up for them to win game one and, you know, make things interesting. Like no Bergeron, some sort of bug running through the team. You, you the Panthers, have been playing do or die, you know, borderline playoff hockey for months. The Bruins haven't. They've been locked into the top seed for seemingly months. Like, everything was lined up there for the Panthers to potentially steal one. They get off to the better start. They're controlling play. And yet, like, their goaltending falters a little bit. They can't beat Allmark. You know, I had mentioned this, like, in my preview, the Panthers, they create a lot of chances. They are not a great finishing team. Their defensemen take a lot of shots. And they're banking on deflections and rebounds. You know, they want to create create chaos around the net. And I thought at times they did, but Allmark just looked like the Allmark we've seen all season. He was just very calm. He made some saves on deflections. He was finding rebounds, covering stuff in traffic. Like you just, you didn't see what you saw with Lyon where, you know, you mentioned that DeBrus goal where it's Bertuzzi banging away and he doesn't really know where the puck is and it's on his pad. Even the first goal that you look at that crazy shot, like Lyon more or less gets square. Like he gets across the crease to where he needs to get to. But look at his reaction when that crazy shot hits him. He has no idea where that rebound is. Like he's looking around, he's looking over his shoulder. And you just didn't see that from Allmark. Like Allmark just looked totally in control where he knew exactly where the puck was at all times. He knew where his rebounds were going. Montgomery said that after the game when I asked him about Allmark, he was like, yeah, he was just directing pucks, you know, away from them into, you know, bad areas for the Panthers, good areas for the Bruins. And that's, it's got, it's so frustrating if you're, a, if you're an opponent, because it's like, you can have all this other stuff happening where the Bruins, you know, have key, a key player out or two key players out. And you think you're playing pretty well against them. And then it's like, oh yeah, they have the triple crown Vezina trophy winning, you know, like historically great goalie in that and good luck. You got to find a way to beat him. It's like, you know, it's, it's a video game where like you, you beat all these levels and you're going through and you're like, you know, you're feeling good about yourself. And then there's like this final boss that's just impossible to beat. And you're like, what the hell? This game sucks. Like you, you, this, this you throw the controller, controller and you quit. Like, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, he looked very confident, Allmark, uh, which is not, you know, it's not unexpected. But I and I saw this column from Sarah Sivian this morning that um, said uh, something to the effect, the title is something to the effect of uh, Panthers lose their best opportunity to steal series. Um, you know, they had they had those they had. Bergeron missing right there. They had potentially some guys sick. They had some guys returning to the lineup. Talking about the Bruins, they had some guys returning to the lineup that hadn't played in a long time, in over a month, um, that, you know, maybe could have been exposed if you, say, Forbert, you used your speed a little bit better. Um, uh, they they did not expose the Bruins, you know, I wouldn't say weaknesses, but, um, you know, the, the differences in their lineup that they they could have. And the one goal that does come on Allmark was the Kachuk goal, and it comes from a, you know, a really – bad turnover from Orlov 
chipping a puck on the backhand into the center of the zone, like right in front of your goalie. Um, never, you know, the best way to start the breakout. Um, so that was, that was an ugly turnover. That's the only goal that Allmark ends up giving up. And I mean, you're turning the puck over to their best goal scorer um, right in front of the net where with, you know, the rest of your uh, defense, not in position. And um that's that's a fixable mistake though. And I thought that for the most part, that McAvoy Orloff pair was they had some really strong stretches. Um, but that sticks out as as a pretty big mistake. I mean, some could call it a mistake, others would call it a pretty sick pass to the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um obviously I'm kidding. 